I'm ready to debate the topic that we're going to pick out of random topic generator. You are now listening to Good, Bad, or Bullshit. Hello and welcome to the Good, Bad, or Bullshit podcast, where conversation is the foundation of higher thoughts with like random topics and unlimited opinion and great conversation. Uh, joining me, Bo Schwartz, as always, my partners in crime, partner in crime numero uno, uh, Monsieur Michael Hudgens. <laughs> Bonjour, Michael. I, I do believe your intros are getting more like bombastic every episode. It's true. I'm slowly turning into a character of myself. You're slowly turning into a morning radio host. Hello! Hey, hey everybody! Welcome to the show! Well, without, without any more delay, we have to introduce the second partner in crime. <laughs> Crofton, the intern! Crofton! Hey, guys! Well, thanks for having me on the show. <laughs> Michael, I think Crofton would like to go outside and wave to people. Cause he's crazy. What do play a honking noise? I haven't listened. Uh-huh. To radio. I haven't listened to radio in so long. What do they get interns to do these days? I think you're just thinking of that one Eric the intern from yeah, the from bear. That one video. The bear one oh five point two. It's one oh six point nine. Nerd. And I think they're on a different radio station. <laughs> you but... listen to the bear busted. It's kind of obnoxious to be a radio host. Is to yeah. I don't know. I don't know, but it's to bring high. It's to bring high energy. Like everyone, you know how you can spoof different radio hosts. Like somebody who's doing like talk. Mike, when he ever does an intro, he's like essentially doing like a CBC talk radio style host. You could those NPR in the states. Everybody does like spoofs of those different hosts on Parks and Recreation, which is a funny show. Uh, they ha- they do they have a a host like somebody in the douche which is like oh yeah the- it's Billy and the douche He's like, yeah which the is the, the bombastic show and then they have the the guy who does the voice of Homer Simpson on the Simpsons Dan Castanella doing like the NPR talk show and <laughs> they always talk you know ridiculously Slow and that way monotone. You're catering to your listener. Like if you're listening to a morning show, you kind of want to wake up and you want to have you want energy. And I'm learning to be more forgiving of that, even if I choose not to listen to it. But I, I guess so. I, I mean, I I know energy, but it's like it's also when you wake up in the morning. I feel like you're primed to be irritated, especially if you're like a, a coffee drinker. There's you wake up and and you're like, I just want to get on with my day. And someone's like me. Mostly it's the bad jokes that they all laugh hysterically at. I'm like, they're not even funny. You're, like, you're, you're the CBC talk radio or if you're in the States, the NPR listener. Tonight at five, we're going to discuss the process of making bread, organic bread with Tom Meadow. You know, that's boring. You've obviously like never listened to CBC <laughs> mostly during the day. It's mostly newsy. Pretty in- anyway, it's I mostly like it. stuff for smart people. That's what Mike's trying to point thinking- out, and what Crofton was trying to defend was for for idiots. Like, I like monster drink and no, rock but and roll. I, I agree. There is a certain amount, but I think it's more like public access radio, where it's like, and this weekend's bird watching central series will be looking at the northern blue throated sparrow. Well, 
All that right. kind I'm of radio. Cut you off there. It's, it's, this is why we do boring. a podcast and why we advocate podcasts. Because I'll tell you what, there's tons of bird watching podcasts out there for any niche that you love listening to. There is a podcast out there for you, and we hey, have stop, our little niche. Stop popping all the bird watching podcasts. They haven't paid us for uh, for advertising, it's right? Commu- it's, it's grassroots community support. I bet you there's a bird watching podcast out there that's like. Podcasts are great because, yes, we can do this bird-watching podcast, but you know what? There's also great debate podcasts like Good, Bad, or Bullshit out there. And we're thinking- They're not saying that, I guarantee you. <laughs> Rick D's in the weekly top 40. Oh, wow. He should be an announcer, dude. A swing announcer. I've looked at job postings for that. They're called swing announcers. I don't know they, why the word that swing That job warning, there. that job's not what you think it is. And you could never be a radio host, Bo, because they work crazy hours. Like, you'll be up at... Four in the morning, get someplace like oh, you could not do it. I've been getting up at four in the morning all week. I totally yeah, but it. it's I, it's not gonna last. I know you. Uh, okay, speaking so, of things, it's not gonna last. Segway. I'm in our diesel powered random talk uh, topic generator. Talk it primed and ready to go. All right, yeah, well, what's my words today? You. you ready to go, Mike? Pull it there. Yep. <laughs> Ready to go there, Mike? Pull it. Bosch Wurtz is more than familiar with St. Mike Hodgins. What does the random topic generator have for us this week on our good, bad, or bullshit (laughs) adventure? Um, Today, (laughs) random topic generator has given us the topic of adventure racing. Ah. Adventure. Actually, it's kind of a catch-all. I'm going to stop doing my NPR voice. Uh, it's kind of a catch-all. It's adventure racing um, slash like Spartan race, Tough Mudder races. I don't know. Those are like particular brands. So, so does the Amazing Race qualify as a televised version of what we're talking about? I mean, I I don't know. I don't think it is because it's it's a TV show. Like not anyone can just go and do, you know, the Amazing Race. What about those race? eco-challenge races? Yeah, there's one. Well, I don't know. I don't know what that is. I guess. You know, when we were in Mexico that time, that was an adventure race. Yeah, well, it was called like the Eco Challenge or something. Yeah, yeah, that just had a name. All I right. think that adventure races are what how they're different from like the um, amazing race being the show you apply, you know, put a video together and hopefully you get accepted. I think these other ones anyone can go. Like you. Us three, we could make like a team or something like that and say, we're going to do this adventure race and then come in dead last. That's what would happen if the three of us made a team. I wouldn't make it. It'd just be the two of you coming in. Yeah, well, we would eat you. What would happen is uh, it was, we would cross the finish line. I'd be carrying Crofton on my on my back. Yep. And then be like, what happened to the other guy? Like, he died about 5K in and... I got dysentery. I'd have his I'd have his arm in my hand and I'm eating in my mouth eating it still while Mike's prefer, carrying me. I prefer yeah, the idea that I don't die and rather that I just become a wild yeti man, a Sam Squatch out in the wild. There's no technology for you there. You couldn't you wouldn't survive. Well, that's it. I go um, primal. I'd be all feral. <clears throat> okay, so so what is, is adventure? Great, I still can't. I, I'm like the listener who may be listening who's like, what the hell is adventure racing? So okay. Uh, Adventure. There's a slight difference between Basics. adventure racing and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to tell you what I think it is. I mean, um, be the broad stroke basic ABCs. 
they're they're like um uh obstacle courses that are races but long longer ones and kind of like for adults so the the spartan slash tough mutter race uh is like is more like an obstacle race you could do it in like a couple of hours and have things like you got to climb up big fences crawl under barbed wire in the mud um you know run up a giant hill like go over some tightrope thing it's got all these obstacles which are hard to do involve you often getting filthy dirty and it's all a race um, with other but you're kind of a how team long, how long does it last because to me an adventure should be I'm like not, you asked me to explain it well it's, i told you off. the broad strokes you're giving me like a encyclopedia entry here i just tried to tell you what the difference okay so that's like the tough mutter sort of spartan race which these things are getting bigger they're all over the place now and the adventure race are much longer ones where they're often like quite like you know the outdoor outdoor adventure enthusiasts would be into this where it has like say a you know it has an orienteering component maybe a rock climbing component a canoeing a mountain biking and just general like hiking stuff and you have to cover like maybe 200 kilometers and you can do it as fast as you know the faster you can do it the better so those ones take you know they'll take 24 straight hours to do and people will will stay up the whole time or they'll sleep for like two hours. It's like, it's really intense. Is what so so none, none of these like last for weeks? Isn't there uh, one that's As like far a, as I know, the longest ones take maybe like, you know, three days or something. But I mean, you know, you finish them in like 20 some hours. Like they're, they're long, but these people are going, uh, you know, they're going on two hours sleep a night when they okay. do them. Those are the adventure races and they're pretty intense. Okay. Um, <laughs> Wow. I know that there's this girl that I worked with at uh, uh, at a previous job who was who was into doing the Spartan race, which is like essentially, as Mike said, a couple of hour thing, and um, you do it, uh, it with a big group. And yes, you're in competition with one another, but generally, what you're you're most trying to do is finish because, as Mike said, it's so hard. You know, you're doing all these really difficult tasks and you're pushing your body and all that and so she said it was a very encouraging atmosphere and that like they'd be going up a hill and and you're not trying to blow out the next person you're you're essentially competing against yourself either to finish it or to beat a time that you had previously set or something like that so I mean it, it, it didn't it seemed like more something that people who are in crazy shape do as like a communal activity, it'd be like, what's some, I, my interests include uh, working out, doing tons of exercise. Uh, how can I, how can I turn that into a weekend activity? Oh, I know Spartan race. And often it's interesting when you look at the, I'm always seeing uh, sort of ads for these things on, I don't know, the internet or other places. And it always shows some, often it's a dude with giant muscles who is covered in head to toe in mud with some intense look on his face. And often they do show like what Crofton was describing, where it's like someone climbing up a wall, someone with giant muscles climbing up a wall and, and with their hand down, helping another person with giant muscles also get up the wall. So it is like, you know, you kind of work with other people to get through the obstacles as well. Um, but but yeah, it's I, I mean it's like I guess, Bo, it's like those training camps you see in movies for the army, and I'm sure the army do in real life. You know when they're like they're going along the ground and then they climb up a wall. The the one that Captain America couldn't climb when he was only ninety pounds before he had yeah, the super I have, serum. I have, I have I, I, thank you both. I think I have a, a a sense of what it is. It's like 
Plus, you were googling. I could hear it. A real, adv- <laughs> oh really? <laughs> a real adventure would take you know months to have. Like the idea that it's adventure, you can have an adventure in twenty four hours, seems like you know touristic, I guess. And I think the way you describe it, it sounds like the idea where you're fitting in all these different activities in the race that would be rigorous, even you know, even if you did them for an extended period of time, like Mike. I know you went on a big kayaking trip that lasted several weeks, right? Just kayaking. Or kayaking. Uh, well, I was. I would. I just. Say it was canoeing. Trip, it was canoeing, but, yeah. but like, but you spent that trip doing that thing, and it was an adventure. And, yeah. And, and it was not easy, and it took time. Whereas, like, if I said, "Well, and tw- do that trip in like twenty four hours and make it a race," seems kind of like. Dumb. Stupid. <laughs> yeah, I just. Well, I was I'm just like, going to say, why don't you just go on a real adventure? And... Yeah, because I, I would just say you can't. In first of all, you, you can't enroll in an adventure. Like, it I just agree. Doesn't work. But I I agree in the same way that I think that Mike's thing wasn't an adventure either. Right. Like, like in the same, it, it's like. What? Well, it may have been, but it's it, it, you may consider it that, but it's the exact same thing as enrolling in something that's an adventure. Well, no, it's like no. I'm choosing to go on some trip, yeah, but, and it's it automatically. Well, he had a quest. He had a quest, and no, the quest but, was simple. It was to get from point A to point B. I mean, Gandalf can't show up for all of us and give us a ring to bear uh, across. No, but like, uh, why? I would say, okay, wait. Earth. I just want to jump in, and I, we t- I talked. Of, not that anyone's going to go listen to the camping podcast where I described this big trip and went on. The reason it was an adventure was because it did not go as planned. We were stranded That's with a broken true. canoe in the middle of nowhere for multiple days and had to fix the canoe. But That's that could, made- but that could have happened during an adventure race. Yeah, it could have, except you have support. We had zero support. Like, that's what's different. If you take an adventure race, there are people, there are medics there, there are there are people to deal with any kind of problem that happens, and then you just stop the race, and you're like, okay, you know, things have gone wrong, here you go. And I've, I've done, like, little triathlons before, and they're fun to do, but they're not an adventure. It's, it's a very controlled, there are people there, there's all kinds of volunteers making it happen and run smoothly. So... That, to me, there's no way that could ever be a quote-unquote adventure because it is closely monitored and for sure it's a For sure it's a branding exercise in the sense that they, they use this term. But there are two different things. Like the, I, I'm not talking about the Spartan race, the day, like exercise – uh, races like as it in terms of adventure, I'm talking about those three day things where they got two hours of sleep uh, each night, and I agree, like they do get some level of support there. But I I, I think just because you get support doesn't mean it's not an adventure. Like uh, I using Bo's Lord of the Rings reference, just because the hobbits had Gandalf and Aragorn didn't make it any less of an adventure uh, for them. I, I, but at the same point, like I, I, I take your point that there are levels of adventure, like going from being in the middle of the woods to having no support or whatever to adventures to having have... like some sort of support is probably a greater adventure. Well, hang on, hang on, I, quickly. Adventures have adversity, whether from like an actual antagonist, like you're being hunted by a killer in an urban environment, or you are just. Um, trying to travail a course through nature and 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 nature attempts to bring you down and, and the various events and happenstance that can happen when you don't have immediate you know yellow pages where you can call somebody or the internet to solve all your problems if you get really stuck well so like so like it's that just... adversity that that's so what 
builds your character, as Cheesy Dad would say. Yeah, and he, also opponents and antagonists, which you have in one of these races that you don't necessarily have when you just go in the woods by yourself. Well, so so well, how, what's the adversity in a compressed race versus a real adventure? Well, and nature, like if you're fighting something like nature, that's a pretty big adversary if you're on your own. If you have support, it's kind of eliminated. I was just going to say that I have some limited experience with uh, adventure racing. I've never... Um, participated in one but back in my uh whitewater rafting guide days which was long worked for a long time ago um i did i did safety for an adventure race that was happening and it was like a couple day event and uh because i was experienced in whitewater me and a few other people uh got kind of coerced to volunteer where we just hung out by this one uh tough rapid which is the hardest rapid they had to go down and we were just there for safety and rescue and uh, it all it all worked out fine, but I mean, you know, if it was an adventure, you'd be like, you go down the rapid and things go wrong, you know, you got to deal with it yourself. There's not like some whack rafting guy waiting there for you. Again, I think it's just there are differing degrees, but like if uh, and it is a branding exercise in the sense that you call if, if going down, you know, uh, whitewater rapids, and I I remember the Mexican village we were in. That, that was having this uh this oh that this, was that was a different one because you yeah you, but still like that i'm using that one as an example that that was a like no offense to that mexican village it was a ghetto mexican village you know like wow, yeah they had offense they taken. Had, really it was kind it was of having this they had um they had like in you know uh, we were far away from uh, getting into the, you know, getting into town or whatever. They had very, uh, they had limited compared to, compared to like first world type situations. They had a, a very limited amount of stuff, and and um and and to go like if you go if you go skydiving if you go bungee jumping if you go whitewater rafting. All those things are supervised, controlled. Uh, they're to ensure that you don't get injured. But they, they, um, they are. People look at them as adventures, and to a certain extent, that they, you know, they are throwing yourself out of a plane, even though you're attached with someone, and have like certain safety and security controls, is still somebody's idea of an adventure. And that's what I think about adventures. They're very flexible and can be defined by the person uh, and related to the person who you know who goes on them. For one, I, I generally believe for me adventures are more random occurrences uh as opposed to something that you go out and seek like adventure seekers but well i mean i yeah i, I tend to agree with that and aside from it being a branding thing and and the fact that we're not reviewing adventures t- today but rather these types of races well, wouldn't that um, be amazing <laughs> what i'd like to do adventures one day anyways continue sorry <laughs> i said wouldn't it be amazing i think it's a great idea um yeah. <laughs> probably they're bad if you actually thought about adventures it's usually when stuff doesn't go the way you plan but um but anyways back to these things it's kind of like well so why do people do them uh and and, and crofton mentioned a couple other things that fit into that category of like you know white water rafting skydiving things like that and i wouldn't consider those adventures personally though they're but the reason and i've done those things the reason i've done them because they're a lot of fun you know you have a lot of fun doing it and you look at the kind of tough mutter thing and the or the grueling adventure race, and um, I can see that they have they probably provide you with this sense of achievement, uh, but they don't look necessarily fun. I mean, now uh, so I, I used to be into kind of like 
racing stuff and I can understand like like really pushing yourself and that feels good to some extent but particularly like to be like crawling through like boggy mud under like like it's just like they they will make mud bogs for the express purpose of you crawling through and it's kind of like is that fun I'm like I don't know I mean, maybe the excuse to get dirty is just sort of fun I guess but really they're exercising like grueling activity and uh and i mean to call that fun is a bit of a stretch it's almost a bit masochistic so why you know aside from the achievement one might feel after completing one why people do these things and i and i agree a hundred percent with that and i would throw in like iron man competitions and marathons and stuff like that as as the same sort of deal and this feels like sort of a good counterpoint to our episode on camping where I made it very clear how much I don't like testing myself, my limits through (laughs) pain and endurance, especially of the optional nature. Um, And so uh, this is, this is a clear cut example of that. I can understand their appeal, honestly, for a certain segment of the population. And I'm interested in it, in having adventures and stuff, but like this is not the type of adventure that I'm looking I'm looking to have. So, I mean, for me, it's not personally appealing. So Crofton would not do a Spartan Tough Mudder no, or adventure race. I, I but would not. What, what do you? What do you? Um, yeah. Well, what adventure do you ever really want that you're prepared for? It's a real test of character. But so I think what I understand about what Crofton's saying is is that he's not interested in manufacturing adventure no i'm no, not I'm asking these specific races would you do one? Oh, hell no because i <laughs> okay. you know so we talked a little we made a little joke about how like you know joking about rating just adventures because this is adventure racing the other word in this two-word topic is racing and i think now i like competitions and competitiveness and i you know i'm not super into sports but like i see its appeal and why it's fun and why people really work hard at it Racing is one of those things that is so weird to me because, like, when I watch racing in the Olympics and stuff, it's always like, who is the most well-trained superhuman runner? Like, it's not, there isn't a lot of strategic depth to it. It's just practice and hone your weapon of a body. So, like, adventure racing to me is like, well, let's take that and add a bunch of obstacles. Like, it's just racing. It's just harder. It's just more rigorous, harder, multidisciplinary racing. And and so I'm not into racing. I can barely, you know, walk at a brisk pace for more than 10 minutes. It's just not my cup of tea. Um, so I don't know. I, it is interesting, the racing component, because as I mentioned earlier from the lady I talked to who did the Spartan race, like she really didn't think about it much as a race in as much as she thought about it as a personal challenge. And again, the race part is is a not just a branding exercise, but the the top teams in, uh, in these activities are probably very – like they're vying for first and all that. But there's a lot of them that are just like I'm looking to finish, you know. And you see that with marathons too. You're like I just – you know, I finished. If I can finish it, I'll be, I'll be happy. Or if I can beat my personal best or whatever, I'll be happy. Um, and so I think that there's a lot of that in these, in these types of activities. Yeah. Like I don't begrudge – like – I know all three of us, and Mike is the only one of the three of us that I could see having a legitimate interest in participating in one of these things. Um, but that doesn't mean I begrudge their existence for other people. I think that it's cool that they're out there. Yeah, and I, the racing aspect, I'm glad we got to this point because it's a big part of it. Um, 
is is interesting. And there definitely was a time in my life where I, I would have been, if they had been bigger at the time, I would have been like, yeah, for sure, I would have been into this. When I was younger, I was a lot more competitive and I would do, like I have done uh, triathlons, like shorter ones and um, some running foot races, uh, as it were. Uh, but I real as I get older, maybe this is just, you know me personally or whatever. But I, the whole competition aspect and racing aspect is sort of it doesn't appeal to me that much because um, it often brings out I think like I mean as much as they show like you know these kind of help 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 out your fellow competitor. The reality of competition is you're trying to beat other people, and I, I find anytime I still do competitive stuff, I don't do much of it anymore. It brings out negative aspects in me, aspects I don't like when I'm I'm trying to win, and I and generally I don't like that component of myself, like competitive stuff. So as I get older, I am less inclined so- to do these types of race activities because. Frankly, all of these things would appeal to me separately. Like if you right. looked at an adventure race where you said, okay, you mountain bike for for 50 kilometers and you canoe down a river and then you rappel down this giant cliff and then you do and you hike through the jungle and you say that's a thing to do and they're like and you have to do it in 2 days. My response would be like, but but why would you do it in two days? Like it would be probably super fun to do it over the course of a week and a half. You could enjoy you could enjoy the pacing of it and see all these wonderful so, things. So like, I need to interrupt there because I've been oh. wanting to say this for a while. It's like if if you're not racing when you're adventure racing, then you're just doing an adventure. Like it, <laughs> like you're. It seems dumb if you go to a race to not race. Well, you, but the thing is, that's the whole point. Why are you doing it as a race? Like, if you want, um, you know, when I think of doing these, uh, going, and I'm someone who likes to go out into nature, and I spend a lot of time kind of hiking around in the woods and clambering around on cliffs and stuff by myself, where, you know, if something went wrong, I would just be dead. Uh, but, and I still do that from time to time. Maybe I don't take as many risks as I used to, but I'll just go and do that because that's what's appealing about that kind of thing. You might, you never know what you might find. Or it might get into some weird situation or lose your way for a bit. And that's what's interesting about that uh, to me. This whole enrolling in and it's, I mean – It's like that wait, time I wandered around Montreal till 7 in the morning. It was an no, adventure. Not quite. <laughs> Look, <laughs> let, me, let me put this in language Bo can understand, OK? So, Bo, in video games, there's games where you play against other players people and you beat them and you climb up ranking ladders and all this sort of stuff but then there's video games where you have leaderboards that just so like you know you play it by yourself and then you go up I you know what up, a race is for fuck's sake. You go up the leader. No, you're not you're not understanding. I'm explaining me. something to you and you're not listening. I'm oh even using God. your language for Christ's sake. So you climb up the leaderboard and you can beat other people, but you you're me- mostly like in golf, which I didn't use in, as an example for you. Um you you can play against your best score even though you're not beating everybody else. It's like if you've done a race, uh, an adventure race, uh, before you can do it again and then try and beat your score beat your time or just finishing it like if it's a really tough video game like okay. say dark yeah, souls I, I, I just get, finishing I it is that. a challenge but then you're racing what i'm saying is if you're just taking your time you're not racing no like you're it, racing against yourself well push you yourself. are if, if you are doing that then you are but if you are just going just to do it then what does the time limit matter 
It like, doesn't necessarily. A lot of people don't take the time limit seriously in these things. They just need to finish. So, like you well, look yeah, at mar- look at marathoners. There's a bunch of people that finish like hours after the first place people and are just like walking across the end of the line and they're like, "I did it." Marathons aren't really races, though, are they? Yes, there are pure the exact races, same way adventure races. It's just races a bunch are. of people running for a long time. Yes, in a race. race. I don't. I sorry. I I. You know what? I don't ratify marathons. <laughs> the Republic it's, of Bo. I, I'm Russian. I'm the. I'm Vladimir Putin. Remember last episode? Okay, but, but Russia does it, not recognize marathons as races. It is an interesting. I, I mean, maybe what people like about the adventure racing. So, if you like racing, if you're like, I would like to run a marathon and compete with people, and that's great. Uh, I can see that there's more a strategic component to something like adventure racing where. You have a team. Some have stronger skills. There is more of a strategic element where you can plan your own route. Uh, so, I mean, I can see the appeal of that, but I just find it adds this element of, like, pressure and franticness to what would otherwise be, I think, an enriching experience. Um, you know, the Tough mutter is a bit different because it's such a short time frame. Like, you're doing it. You know what it is. You're just going to get dirty and filthy and, and push yourself hard for a short period. But these adventure races just feel like wasted opportunities in nature to, to me. Well, you're going you're to be in that area anyways. Like you travel there. You can stay there extra days if you want more of an experience. And I understand what you're saying, and that's for you personally. You want a leisure, yeah, leisurely stroll. But a lot of people want that adrenaline. They want the adrenaline of being in there and, 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 and like facing that time crunch and feeling the adrenaline flowing. And it's just it's – just, it has an inherent appeal for people that search for that sort of competitive – aspect that that drive uh but there's other people who who like a more sort of leisure pace i'm definitely one of them and so for me it's it's not appealing personally but again i find myself glad that this sort of thing exists that there's there that there is a channel for people who want to push themselves and want to uh, explore uh, th- this type of um, you know competition both amongst you know their peers and people who have this interest maybe similar like you you'd be doing it you meet a bunch of people it's the same faces I remember when Mike and I were in Mexico a lot of these teams knew each other right and 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 you know they had their sort of friendly competition uh, amongst each other and would have drinks and such and and then uh, so for these people it's absolutely fantastic and just because I don't like a hobby or whatever. It's it's not something that I would necessarily wipe off the, the face the, of the, the earth. Teamwork aspect, like because this adventure racing is done in teams predominantly, if not always. Um, adventure racing, pretty much, yeah. So, like, I do find the teamwork aspect of the group ones. I mean, that's that has an appeal. It's fun to do things with friends, and if you all share an interest in the outdoors, maybe work for a living and can only afford one or two days to do something kind of cool, and you like. There's doing things with friends like hanging out and, I don't know, going to the bush or going to a bar. And then there's, like, accomplishing things with people that you can't accomplish on your own. That, you know, working, collaborating with others and working on a thing that's greater than the sum of your parts. And I could see that adventure racing might, you know, depending, because I'm very, I'm very foggy on the kinds of obstacles, but I don't know if all four people had to ride on one horse and make it work, that seems like something they'd have to practice in drills before going to the race and then execute properly on the day. Um, I know what I said sounds <laughs> ridiculous. be like, poor horse. <laughs> well, or I don't know if they had to like, 
make yeah, a human ladder to climb up a rock face or something. I don't know. Even using that rapids example from earlier, like you know, you need you need to work as a team to to go through rapids, uh, and and it's it is cool. Like you know, if we were on a team, we'd each have different roles. You know, Mike would build the shelter and navigate the rapids, and and I and could. Pro- I'd- Always, Probably I'd be reminding us when it's important to take breaks so that we don't exhaust. Uh, Bo would be our break manager, and he would be, <laughs> you know, like oh maybe maybe orienteering. No, that'd be Mike as well. Um, and I would. Uh, You'd be our mor- mor- moral morale morale. Like a, I would be our yeah morale booster. Um, yeah, that's Basically, what I would... Mike, you have to do everything for us. And, and <laughs> so actually, Mike would probably have to be the morale booster because I'd be pretty fucking miserable. Um, that's who you would be. I Yeah, I, I'll have to get back to you guys on this. Someone you, you, know what, you know what? You're really comment. good at, Crofton. You're good at PR. You can be our public relations guy, get us our sponsors, hook us up with our clothes, get the word out about us. Yeah, just like <laughs> the advertising I do on I the mean, show. You do such a great job with good, bad, or bullshit and exclamation mark. Um, you <laughs> yeah, know, what do we have? You're like, shooing for this position. <laughs> Uh, all right. I think I'm ready to go here, guys. Yeah, I don't have much more in. to add on adventure racing, m- mostly considering I have never done one. So, All right. Well, um, oh, here they come. Order in the court. Uh, yeah, order in the court. Let's do verdicts. Um, all right. I'll start us off. Um, it, the whole time walking through this i was like oh these are clearly bullshit is what i was thinking um but now that i've kind of thought about it i'm like i'm just gonna settle on adventure racing spartan racing tough mudder all those things i'm gonna say are good and, and i can you know I'm, I'm thinking back to when i was younger and really into this kind of stuff and i would have like the racing component and and uh you know the outdoorsy aspect of some of this stuff and uh, my brother-in-law did one I think last year here in Ottawa when he was in town and he really enjoyed himself. And, uh, you know, I'm maybe not as into it and, and think they're, you know, kind of a weird fad in some ways. It's just my personal opinion. The bottom line is people have a good time doing them. They don't hurt anyone. They challenge people to overcome, you know, the, their own personal limits or, and these physical ones set up by the race. What's wrong with that? Nothing wrong with that. Sounds good to me. You know, to each their own. If someone likes crawling in the mud and racing, someone do that. More power to them. And um, yeah, I, I think not for me, but they're, it's good that they exist. So I'm just gonna simple one for me. This one. All right, I can go next. I don't. Yeah, have... sure. Go next because you're the who's the host this week. I'm Mike? the host. So we'll add some um, audio uh, uh, variety by spacing it up. That's right. correct. Uh, so I don't got much with this adventure racing. I'm very like, huh? Um, about, you know, I think adventures are cool. Racing, I guess, is okay. Adventure rate, the teamwork thing kind of made me feel like, um, oh, I could get behind this thing. But, you know, I just, when I hear the words adventure racing, I just feel like it's just, it just seems stupid to me. So I'm going to actually give it bullshit. And, um, just sort of dwell in its corner of not liking it. Basically, I'm sure I want to respect the people who are into this thing because it's not like they're hurting anybody. They're they're, they're having a nice <laughs> pastime, but I just think it's kind of boring and dumb. So I'm going to give it bullshit. I'm done. 
I don't think boring is a term that people would often use to describe adventure racing when they're doing it. Um, it looks but, boring. Looks boring. What, see, and this is what's interesting because it's like, you know, this is fun. I get to comment on your verdicts before I do my verdicts. Mike, I had sort of called saying bullshit on this, um, and he did. He did turn it. it. And I think me. I think he turned for the right because I think that fitting in with his what he likes and his values and stuff like that makes sense that he would say it's good. Bo also is funny uh, saying it's bullshit does not surprise me at all because Bo has no interest in adventure racing nor has ever been nor is in the physical shape of his own admission to be able to do it. So why not say you know this thing's crappy. Um, but uh, I feel like when we get these topics on the show that I have zero interest in doing, um, but I've never done because we did camping, and if I probably said camping was bullshit, that feels like something I would have said. Um, I've done a lot of camping, and I can I can sort of I can sort of feel like I can say camping is bullshit. Adventure racing, on the other hand, I've never done, nor do I have any interest to do. So. Technically, you think I'd be on the bow bandwagon and I'd be like, you know, this is a bullshit thing. But really, it's it's not necessarily for me. It's for other people and people who are into like being in super amazing shape or in the case of the mudder, whatever, or people who are into uh, challenging their personal best or their buddies or whatever. Uh, and so those people, for those people, I'm glad it exists. And Mike says like, it didn't cause any harm. And, and I'm sure there are people that get injured doing it all the time. Uh, and I talked about injuries when we talked about surfing. And uh, I was thinking about this one, but I really don't think there's enough injuries here, there to, to drag it into the negative. So I think, uh, I think I'm going to lean uh, Mike's way and say, because of all the camaraderie, because of, of, of the fact that it's there for the people that are interested in it, it's a neat activity. Uh, it's very, I was thinking Mike mentioned his his in-laws. There's a city chase in Ottawa, which is sort of like a, a giant uh, scavenger hunt type adventure race uh, that always, it, it you know, it looks like fun for those who are into it. So, I mean, I'm going to say that adventure racing is good. Um, while you were delivering your verdict, we went to the, um, the play-by-play booth uh, to get a, an official call from the referees. And they confirm uh, your ranking of a uh, verdict of bullshit on camping. Camping? Oh, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, uh, that makes sense. It's funny how I just assumed that that was my verdict. I'm like, that sounds like something I'd and, say. And also, conversely, funny is that I said camping was good, but I, you know, somehow just very yeah, but both, dour I mean, on you brought up the, the distinction between the race component, right? So yeah. camping, you know, you can just sit on your ass in the woods, but. I was just going to say, you know, Brofson brought off the city chase thing. I'm like, Bo, you can do that because you can take the city bus and stuff when you do that. I've but then that. I remembered it, it involves leaving your house, so then you might not want to actually I've, do I, it. Uh, I've, done, <laughs> I've done amazing race, like corporate stuff where you go around downtown. Corporate Ottawa. stuff? What is that? Like, around, file No, it's team building, and you go around downtown Ottawa and look at look up Sir John A. McDonald shit and whatever. You go around town and 
Corporate adventure race. Uh, it's the Amazing Race Corporate Edition. <laughs> how many Will HR cards? hire someone in the next three months? Find out. How many credit cards can you apply for in the next half an hour? Brought to you by American Express. All right, all right. I'm raining this in. I'm raining. Walt has to stay on the on hold on the phone for eight hours straight. Will he make it? <laughs> oh, what's that sound? We haven't heard that for a while. We got mail. Oh my god. Oh my god. We Just have like a Meg piece Ryan. of mail. All right. This week's uh, letter of the week. Um, we have, <laughs> I mean, letter of the year. <laughs> it's, the, it's a letter of the year. Um, it, it's an e- it's an email we got from listener Al, also a good friend of the show. Used to work Al, with hello, Al. Hey, Al. Al. So Al wanted to write in we on We still this. hate golf, Al. <laughs> <laughs> we, <laughs> all right. All right. Um he actually wrote in uh, on the subject of award shows, and his email's called Award Shows Stank. So, hello, <laughs> gentlemen and Bo. Hey. <laughs> well said. Screw you, Al. Um, just wanted to share in the award show hate. I think they're absolute horseshit. I can still recall the last time I watched one. I remember having seen Requiem for a Dream with a buddy of mine and leaving the theater in shock. We didn't speak for like 10 minutes. Ellen Burstyn's performance was that good. When I found out she was being nominated for an Academy Award for her role, I got super excited. Now, Ellen Burstyn's the older lady in that movie, in case you're trying to... I've never watched it. It looked too disturbing for me. It's pretty disturbing. Um, Finally, and then... Okay, so in quotations, he's saying, Finally, someone worthy of being recognized for their beautiful performance, I thought. Boy, was I wrong. The award for Best Actress went to Julia Roberts and Aaron Brockovich. (laughs) <laughs> Feel free to play a bad soundbite here, and we're we're gonna do that. Yeah, you know uh, that's uh... super high tack. All right, and um, <laughs> anyway, <laughs> just wanted to share that anecdote. Still enjoying the show. Keep up the good work. P.S. If you haven't seen Requiem for a Dream, I highly recommend it. It's very dark, but an amazing movie. Um, actually, we don't like endorsing things that we're not getting paid for. So, um, I. Yeah. I... I don't like movies that are uncomfortable. It's a, it's a good movie. I remember seeing the movie and being like, God, Jesus. It's it's a, it's heavy. It's one of those ones you want to show to your kids to scare them out of doing drugs. Yeah, it's pretty like it's it's got the Have you seen Train Spotting? It's a kid it's a kid-friendly movie then. That's good. Uh, have you seen Train Spotting? Yeah, I've seen Train Spotting. It's more it's like it's not the preachy don't do drugs cuz this will happen. It celebrates the drug culture by like like swimming in the shit of it, which is like Requiem for a Dream. Yeah, because no, you're thinking Train Spotting is more like that. Train well, Spotting, train spotting is like that, but Requiem for Dreams like that too. You watch that and you're like, man, fuck, drugs are bullshit. <laughs> like, I don't, man, I don't know. It would be, it was a, it was a heavy movie. I mean, it's a good recommendation that it's a good movie, but, but Train on. Spotting is a much more fun yeah. watch. But if I, you're gonna I, watch. I think I've derailed it. The point is, yeah, that you, you have thought it. award shows. <laughs> I blame Al. Look, hey man, I'm owning up to my derailation. Al's right. Award shows suck. If you disagree, challenge us. Wait, did well, I get, listen, no? I said they were bullshit. We, I had, I had, a, I have, I have to chime in a little bit here because. Um, oh, here true. we go. This no, this uh, we uh, in in the Slack chat for the Frog Pants community that we do with the podcast. It, so this came up. 
we were, I, someone was, was talking about award shows and I'm like, I hate award shows. And I was vibing off of our conversation about award shows. And then someone was like, well, what about the podcast awards? And I was like, hmm, there's a, we are somehow involved. We could end up being nominated for a podcast award. And so, um, the age. You'd be so happy too. Yeah, you know, I kind of like, I kind of like, well, I don't know which of my shows would win. Uh, the one with listeners. <laughs> well, it could be any one of these, to be honest. You never if, know what's going to happen. If we won a podcasting future. award, I would pull a, I'd pull a Marlon Brando. What, and bring, bring a First Nations person and say, like, yeah, the slaughter? Yeah, no, to, to reject the award. On yes, that. yes. I saw that when I was looking up. I, I, I settled on Jack Palance for, as the mascot for our award show. Um, but that was a close runner-up. I watched that several yeah, Marlon times. Marlon Brando was pretty cool. Uh, <laughs> you just like him because he was like being an asshole. I'm not, no, because he was like, accept, like this shit. I can't accept it. But he's a movie star. He spent, yeah, but he's a you hate actor. actors for this reason. You can't endorse this because he's an actor. He he could actually yep. go and help people. Instead, he's like, okay, I'm going to make, a, do the outro I'm gonna make a movie. And, and censorship, censorship, page. censorship. Um, if you want to follow uh, all right, hang on. this show. Stop it. All right. Listen, if you've got something you want to say about award shows, Marlon Brando, or um, you know how Mike and Crofton like to put me in a pigeonhole and I got to fight my way out like a wet paper bag, just punching, punching, you can endorse me by writing to us at our email address, goodbadbull at gmail.com. Uh, we'd love to read your stuff on the show. If you want to record an MP3 audio and like, so we can play it on the air that's even better do it please um if this is your first time listening to the show and you made it this far uh, and you want to find out how you can get more (laughs) visit our website goodbadbull.com and there you'll find links to subscribe on itunes stitcher or your rss catcher and if you have a suggestion on where you'd like to see the podcast be sure to drop us a line and let us know finally you can follow us on twitter at goodbadbull you can like us on facebook and we have a subreddit. Um, go get that started because there we can have conversations offline about the topics we've talked about here. And Reddit is a great place for that kind of thing. Um, finally, I'd like to tell you a little bit about where you can find us. You can find me at Bo Schwartz. But Crofton, if our listeners want to find out more about you, what you're up to, the things that you do, where can they do that? They can find me racing into the Twitterverse at Crofton Steers on Twitter. <laughs> Okay, yeah, I give that an eight, um, Michael. If our if our listeners want to find out more about what what you're up to, where can they find you? And the award for most convoluted tirade outro for a podcast host goes to Mr. Bochwartz. Oh, Adam L. Hodgins. You can follow me. I was just saying, Bo might win an award for best outro. I'll tell you. You know what's you know what's funny <laughs> is that when he delivered when he delivered there was his... a part where our listeners can't see where Bo's arms were in the air, flailing above him while he yelled about something. About when her. he delivered his verdict, it was so short and to the point. I'm like, who is this man? And then, of course, he reminded me. He's like, I didn't go on a tirade, nonsensical, meandering tirade yet. Look, it was a good <laughs> email, Al. Thank you for the email. It broke <laughs> conversation with us. All I we wanted to do so was far. highlight we... hypocrisy that Michael had about like Marlon Brando's amazing, and then I'm like, he's an actor; he just acts all day. You know, I blame you, Al. Yeah, I mean, Crofton actually helps, you know, people. Mike actually helps people. What does Marlon Brando do? I don't really he help helps people. people. Well, I help people. I help you get through your day at work when you listen to our show. 
Um, so yeah, thanks for listening, listeners. And um, I don't know. I take you a can pass. Follow him at Bo Schwartz on Twitter. I take he a already said that. Yeah, I got I got mine out of the way first, so I can you know. What a cheap bastard. Fill time otherwise, but um, yeah. Uh, if someone invites you on adventure racing, I take a pass. Just my personal recommendation. I don't I know. Probably would too at this point. I'd be like, yeah, well, let's just go camping instead. Might be an adventure. It'll be way more chill. But if Gandalf visits you, you should help that guy. Yeah, but Gandalf probably would be more into camping. He's just got, you know, there's too much stuff going on. It's you, when you think about it now, like, I appreciate uh, Bilbo's predicament much more than I did previously. Because I'm comfortable now. Yeah, got you're like nice, Bilbo. Got a nice it's house. Like, <laughs> house Frosted, it's we have to be like, why? But I'm still comfortable. <laughs> yeah, I know. I'm, I'm having second breakfast right now. I'm like, hey, Bilbo. Hey, Gandalf, you want to watch some Netflix? Maybe play some Rocket League? He's like, no, I want to take you out on an adventure to save the world. I'm like, uh, I don't know, man. I really would like to get to bed early tonight. The you know, are particular creatures. But, you know, they've got a lot of heart. I think I would be a, a hobbit. Yeah. yeah, you'd make a good hobbit. Yeah. Oh, yeah, thank Bo you. would make like a good... Um... I, I'd make a good... Uh, Bo is a hobbit, for I, sure. I'd be, I'd be definitely hanging out with the elves, making love to elves. No, you wouldn't be. I was going to say a they, like a troll a troll under a bridge. <laughs> no way. Just I'm sits totally there in the Aragorn, dark. man. I'm totally brooding. I think, he, I think he would be a hobbit, for sure. Think about it. Oh, like man, Instead of vaping, guys. he would do that buckweed thing. Screw you guys. He'd be a buckweed addict. Yeah, that's true. You, you would just be a man. <laughs> I probably would be. Short life. <laughs> yeah, you're like... You're uh, just... Likely to die. Yeah, that's what you'd be. Yeah, Not one true. of us would be an elf. I look kind of like an elf right now. Sure. Look, check it out. I could be Legolas. I give that a four. I think I got long hair. <laughs> you only got a four. And the award for worst outro ever goes to... <laughs> yes, actually... I knew I had a shot at it. Shit podcast consider supporting the show by becoming one of our valued patrons at patreon.com for as little as the cost of one cup of coffee a month your generous support will help keep the random topic generator oiled and fueled for future generations find out more at patreon.com slash good bad bull